This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome, everybody, to episode 27 of the Animaniacast. Camp Town Race is five miles long. Do-da. Do-da. And welcome to the Animaniacast. We are a podcast dedicated to the animated television series Animaniacs. I think we're the only podcast dedicated to the Animaniacs, oh, for in fact. Sure. Each and every week we revisit an episode of the series in the order in which it was released. We discuss all the cultural references, all the gags. We share our memories of first watching the episode and what we think about the episode today. At the end we give it all a water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother, Nathan. I got ants in my pants, and I'm going to dance. Oh, okay. <laughs> stop dancing. No, stop it, Nathan. Stop. Okay. Sit down. Okay. And across the country, <laughs> all the way in Georgia, is Kelly. Hello. Hey, Kelly. Well, um, today we got an episode. Last week we had an episode that was about over an hour. It had lots and lots of references to... To stuff, and we talked about it at nauseum. Yes, <laughs> lots of Muppet Show stuff. I was to nauseated talk about. by the end. For no. sure. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, but uh, to this episode, however, is a—it's kind of a different kind of story. Because yeah, been, I don't know if we have that much. Pool. I think we can do even longer. Oh, let's go for it. Four hours. Four hours. I think we could double it. <laughs> but uh, today Triple we have <laughs> today's episode twenty-seven with the, the following segments: You risk your life. Or it's more like you risk your life. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I got your can and uh, jockey for position. And uh, Nathan, when did this episode first premiere? All right. Well, I'm going to take you back to 1993. Okay. Uh, Dream Lover by Mariah Carey's Top of the Charts. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Philadelphia and Blue Jays just finished off their World Series, and of course the uh, the Blue Jays won. Okay. And uh, Vincent Price died. This was October twenty fifth, nineteen ninety three, Monday. Vincent Price. Mm. That's my Vincent Price impression. Yeah, Vincent Price. It's good. It's better than mine. Yeah. How did yours go? I'm Vincent Price. Oh, that is pretty bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. So anyway, I win the Vincent Price. Uh, you know, yeah. imitation contest this oh, week for sure. We'll see who wins the Vincent Price Imitation Contest yeah, next a, week. It's a weekly thing now, everybody. <laughs> we'll bring in another contestant on the Animated Cast. But uh, so this this episode, what do you guys think? In, a, in just a few words, what do you what do you think about this uh, particular episode, uh, Kelly? Let's go with you first. It's not one of my favorites. <laughs> And Nathan, what about you? Uh, Pinky and the Brainy, I guess. I'll say that again. <laughs> <laughs> At least you got that segment. Um, yeah, this uh, this episode, I I, I think it. Um, I, I I had to go through that sloppy segment a few times to appreciate it. I think a little bit. It was mm. well. Let's start first of all with the the uh, the variant verse for this one because this one's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one was miscellany. Miscellany. And uh, it's kind of weird when the when you hear Yakko actually say say it. Uh, it sounds like he's to me. It sounds like he says Miss Eleni. Yeah, but it's supposed. But her little thing across her chest says Miss Selene. Yes, 
And to me, as a kid, I never get, got that joke. Yeah, I wouldn't have got it. But I mean, it's a looking, it's a visual one that you, that you don't get unless you hear it. That's miscellaneous. It's like, yes, miscellaneous, as in miscellaneous. Yeah. So meh, there we go. <laughs> a cute little variant right there. And then we have uh, Dot's Poetry Corner. The shoe. There was an old woman who lived in a shoe, and boy, did it stink in there. Thank you. And then at the second one, we have uh, Dot's Poetry Corner, which is uh, Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Mm-hmm. Fuzzy Wuzzy. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy Wuzzy had no hair. Fuzzy Wuzzy wasn't fuzzy. So he changed his name to Ed Asner. Thank you. Which is cool. Ed Asner uh, voiced... Um, not only uh, the bear that he he did voice a bear earlier in this, and totally forget the bear that he was, wasn't he? He was the the bear at the yard sale, the big yard sale. Oh, yeah, yeah. the garage sale. Yeah, the I garage call him sale, Papa yeah. Bear, but I don't know what his actual name was. <laughs> yeah, he looked like Papa Bear from the Looney Tune cartoons, but he wasn't Papa Bear. Uh, and I I just saw this online today. He actually voiced Cosgrove on Freakazoid too. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was like, oh, Cosgrove. I like yeah, Cosgrove. He was very funny. <laughs> so, and of course, he was uh, the the and I'm forgetting his name again from Up. Oh, old man and Up. <laughs> Someone out Carl? there, Carl, Carl. Fredrickson. That was there his name, go. right? All right. Well, there we go. We got the dots poetry corners. <laughs> and uh, what do you guys think? Dots poetry corner. It was fine. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, I was playing this episode today for the kids in in the library, and uh, the dots poetry corner of Fuzzy Wuzzy uh, did get some kids laughing. They were repeating. Fuzzy, because it's just fun to say the words fuzzy yeah. wuzzy was a bear. I, it's just fun to say. Uh, so, yeah, cute stuff with Dot's Poetry Corner. Never a huge fan of how it's animated, but uh, everything else is cool about it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Well, we have basically two two major segments in this. We have the Slappy Squirrel one, and we have the Pinky and the Brain one. Mm-hmm. But starting it all off is... Uh, I guess you could kind of call it a segment. It's only two and a half minutes or so. Yeah. It's You Risk Your Life. You Risk Your Life was written by Paul Rugg, and it was directed by Alfred Gimeno. Uh, Now, this one right here, (laughs) if you're watching Animaniacs on Netflix, Mm. ladies and gentlemen... As of right now, December, what is this? December something from uh, 2016, <laughs> you could not see this on Netflix mm. because it's uh, not on there. It just goes directly to Slappy Squirrel. In fact, you don't see dot, the first Dot's Poetry Corner. You don't see the Animaniacs theme song. Uh, or the variant verse that we just mentioned. So we could be making all this up. You don't know. <laughs> well, you could see it on DVD. I mean, you could watch yeah, it on DVD true. and all that. And uh, the first segment right here, You Risk Your Life. Nathan, you wrote Netflix and actually kind of, you know, complained yeah. or something, right? Like, well, hey, it's like, hey, what's 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 with uh, not having the beginning of the uh, episode? And they said it was probably due to, like, uh, royalties or... Uh, Copyright. Copywriting kind of things, yeah. Yeah. So. so the only the only thing I could think of that, that would be copyright on this would be the footage of that audience. Mm-hmm. And uh, every reference guide that we could find said it was like stock footage of an audience. Well, obviously it's stock footage from some movie. 
singing in the no no i nathan and i I was i was certain i said oh i know what footage that's from that's from singing in the rain and that was close nathan and i before the before we started recording right now actually popped in the blu-ray of singing in the rain Mm -hmm. and went through every audience shot (laughs) and you know it 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 looks looks similar it looks similar i could see i'm like okay well at least it was close yeah like it's the same technicolor kind of look Mm -hmm. uh so it looks like a movie that's you know made in the late 40s early 50s with technicolor kind of color but as far as we can tell it's not an audience from singing in the rain but Mm. hey you know once again i'm going to go to the audience if anyone knows what audience that is um i'm curious because that might be the reason why that uh, that, that cl- this first segment is not featured on uh, Netflix. So there we go. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, you risk your life. Basically, it's a takeoff of uh, or a parody of the show "You Bet Your Life." This was the kind of a old game show with Groucho Marx. <laughs> Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life. Brought to you by New White Life Boy, the active soap for active people. Wonderful new fragrance. It's a miracle in white. Makes a lot of sense that Yakko Warner would be doing, you know, You Risk Your Life or, yeah. you, you know, You Bet Your, you life. Bet your life parody right here, uh, since he does do so many Groucho Marx kinds of things in the in the show. Basically, he has these two contestants come up. Welcome to You Risk Your Life. Say the secret word and wacko will hit you on the head with a mallet. That's a takeoff of uh, in the You Risk Your... I'm sorry. Now I'm going to get them two mixed up. In You Bet Your Life, Groucho Marx would say, say the secret word and win $100 or something like that. A duck would come down that kind of looked like Groucho and uh, then you'd win $100. Well, basically, the in, in this one aristotle comes out mm-hmm. and a woman that looks like elmira's mom but is identified as myra puntridge mm. come out and uh they're supposed to say in the secret word is yes yes <laughs> so the word that no one's gonna say right yeah um now myra you're a homemaker is that right oh correct what kind of homes do you make <laughs> And Aristotle, let's see here. It says you are a philosopher. Is that correct? Yes. Congratulations. You said the secret word. Well. And, of course, Aristotle says yes. Gets hit on the head a few times. Yep. For some reason, Aristotle can't get it into his head. Not to say yes. Not to say yes. <laughs> Maybe after the first hit, he kind of got you know, a little bit of a concussion and he, he kind of forgot what was going on. I don't know. Um, but at, at the end of it all, uh, you know, that's, you know, they get hit on the head and they win the money and they, that was pretty much it. Yeah. Um, I guess there's one other slight cultural reference right there in the Groucho Marx uh, original game show. The theme, Groucho's theme, a.k.a. Uh, Hooray for Captain Spaulding, would play. And in this one, the orchestra plays I Am the Very Model of a Cartoon Individual when Yakko makes his appearance. So, um, there you go. Groucho usually didn't have such a like an appearance of uh, you know, going through a curtain or anything like that. Usually in, oh, the, okay. in the original show, he would just be sitting there like, here's Groucho. And he'd be like, yeah, that's me. 
Because that would be a lot of curtains to ruin. Yeah, that would be a lot of, no no cutting through (laughs) curtains or anything like that. Well, guys, this was a short segment right here, short little cartoon. Uh, Nathan, what do you think about it? I thought it was cute. Um, I like the audience. It was a fun, it made me smile every time seeing (laughs) the live footage of audiences. Yes, it it reminded me a lot of, like, I think Freakazoid had at least one or two episodes uh, where they used... If not that exact audience, then a very similar kind of gag where mm-hmm. go to the fake audience. And they're clapping um, and yay. And yeah. Um, Kelly, what, what about you? The thing I was most struck by is how much I kept focusing on Myra and her big bow in her hair. And I remembered when adult women would wear big bows and, and ponytails <laughs> in their hair. And, like, you know, I guess that was sort of. Well, late 80s early 90s which was uh, when this this show aired and it just sort of took me back and, and i remember that style in a lot of sitcoms of that era too yeah she definitely does look like a tgif kind of a uh, woman doesn't she like she mm-hmm. just got off the set of abc like step by step or something and yeah <laughs> walked right into the thing yeah whenever i see bangs like that uh you know hmm. god you know kids at my elementary school i don't know if they did this in the southeast pretty sure it was everywhere um but girls at my school had bangs that in the early 90s that they would take aquanet and they would spray it so that it was like almost like a fin up in the air mm-hmm. um it was crazy do you do they, they do that everywhere i'm assuming right do they oh yeah my older sisters in particular um because they were even doing it back in the the 80s uh-huh. and she well, particularly my eldest sister just went crazy with the hairspray. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know how she got some of those hairstyles. It, yeah. was, it was insane. Yeah, I'm thinking of like um, the movie Can't Buy Me Love or something like that with all those girls that have that kind of hair. Yep, that was that was the, the hairstyle yep. going on. So too yes. much. That's too much work. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, the, the hairstyle in, in Myra Puntridge, definitely very 90s-ish. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, it was kind of cool. I remember actually watching... The original "You Bet Your Life," uh, Nathan. You ever watch an no, episode I, of "You Bet Your Life," Kelly? And you? I no, no. I, I mean, I've I've seen clips and things like that, but never watched an episode. I believe you can watch the entire series on YouTube, and uh, hmm. I don't think there's any copyright. Uh, who knows? <laughs> I don't think there's any copyright notices on that one. I know that a few years ago, I actually watched a few episodes. They were streaming on Netflix just for like a brief time. And, uh, it, I, I remember watching the show, um, in the early nineties, actually, when the Comedy Central was first starting off and there was like nothing on Comedy Central. Like it was not even called Comedy Central. It was called, uh, at one point just the Comedy Channel. Hmm. And another point, I think it was called Ha, like H-A, like Ha, you're listening. I remember that. Yeah. And and they would show like all this old, cheap stuff that they didn't have to produce. It was just reruns. So like, uh, gosh, Ernie Koufax, I think, was one of the shows. And hmm. one of them, and they uh, would show this. And um, uh, you, they would show You Bet Your Life. And I saw Laurel and Hardy. For the first time on TV, huh. using watching all that, so ha ha, <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's good stuff. I would I would consider you know if you're into Groucho uh, Marx, it's it's very you even when you're watching that Groucho was an older man at this point. I'm guessing maybe in his at least in his sixties, maybe even seventies. Hmm. But 
uh, his mental acuity, his wit was very strong. He would be able to, uh, you know, he was just a really witty guy. And you can really see it by those old clips. People would very rarely win the $100 or whatever it was. They would very rarely say the secret word. In fact, I think a lot of that show was just literally talk with Groucho. And then (laughs) he'd ask you some questions every now and then. What What is your age, Clarence? I'm 25. What kind of work do you do, Clarence? I'm a geologist. Don't change the subject. I asked you what kind of work. Well, a geologist are really doing a wonderful work these days. Now, what do they do? Oh, we study rocks, hunt for minerals, hunt for oil, hunt for anything valuable in the Earth's surface. You actually look for rocks, is that it? That's right. Just wanted to be sure. In this program, we never take anything for granted, you know. <laughs> Stop groaning, it's free, you know this <laughs> Nobody forced you to come down here I could have used all your tickets tonight. <laughs> Now, as a mining engineer, what would you say is the most valuable mineral? I'd say coal You would, huh? I'd hate to bring a girl a wedding ring made out of coal <laughs> How about uranium? Do you ever look for that? Oh, yes, we look for uranium, although it's scarce enough around here, so normally it's only when we're looking for some other mineral as well. You mean if you want to find uranium, you have to look for something else? Well, that's what we do, yes. That's kind of ridiculous. Why don't you start out looking for uranium? Then maybe you'll find coal. Uh, It's just funny watching that show because the stakes are so, by today's standards, very low. Like... (laughs) If like at the very end of it, you could win a thousand dollars. Whoa! Which by today we're like, well, that's pretty good. But in today's game show world, that would be like the first round. Yeah, the third round maybe. <laughs> by get question 100, three, 500, 000, and then yeah, that would not be a, a episode of Jeopardy I would want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, well, let's move over to the next segment. Segment, I guess we can call it two. Segment yeah. two is called I Got You Can, and it's written by Sherry Stoner and directed by Alfred Gimeno. And uh, Kelly, what happens in uh, what happens in this Slappy cartoon? Slappy is going to the store, and she's drinking out of a soda can. And as she's, she finishes the drink, and as she's walking by one of her neighbor's houses, she sees a trash can and throws the can in the trash can and then continues on her way. But her neighbor comes out and says, excuse me, <laughs> and do you mind? And Slappy's already irritated, and uh, it's uh, this chipmunk with this little high squeaky voice. And she said that uh, Ch- uh, Slappy needed to take the can out of her trash can and put it go back to her tree and put it in her trash can. And of course, Slappy decides to get revenge and spends the rest of the episode trying to blow the chipmunk up and the chipmunk retaliates and they go back and forth. Yes. It's, it's, Which is, it's the, basically the formula of a Slappy episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically hit one person or drive them crazy until they, they blow up and numerous times. Yeah. But mm-hmm. somehow Slappy is going to win. Don't mess around with Slappy. Yeah. Just, Get out of her way, <laughs> little old lady from Pasadena. <laughs> yes. Well, it was it was a cute, you know, sloppy cartoon. There's, you know, various references to to 
things as mm-hmm. we go around. I mean, uh, number one, first of all, this is actually based on a true story. Uh, Sherry Stoner said, I believe it was in the DVD commentary or one of the features for it, actually, that this was based upon a real event. Just the whole thing of putting a can in someone else's trash can and having that person get very upset yeah. about how dare you. Now, I, I, I've done this before. Have you done this, Nathan? Like, yeah. You just like passing down the street and you see somebody have their trash can out in the street. Yeah. And I've, I feel like I've gotten or someone next to me got in trouble for doing that. And I'm like, and I'm like, really, like, who cares? Like, it's it's uh, the trash can is going to be picked up like today, too. Right. I mean, I can understand if you're, like, dumping a lot of trash yeah, into it. Yeah, but, like, a can, and they would get upset, and it's just like... Yeah, it is a real occurrence. Yeah, Kelly, has anyone ever... Have you, see, have, you, have you ever seen anyone get, up, you know, in trouble for doing this? No, I, yeah. I can't imagine why anyone would mind. I, it's not like they have to go into the trash can and empty it themselves. <laughs> exactly. It's on the curb, the... the the truck will pick it up. Yeah, I've I don't know. Yeah, but it's it it's happened. I I I, I want to say this almost sounds sounds like a, the beginning of a Seinfeld episode or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's like George Costanza doing something and then George getting into this big fight. Yeah, I'm sure there's a curvy enthusiasm about it or something. So, <laughs> well, there's lots of things that uh, you know. Number one, Slappy says, "Hey, lady, I'm not interested in Amway." which I've never had anyone try to sell me Amway products. Hmm. Apparently, you know, they're um, very pushy salespeople. Uh, then she talks about, who did she say? Alan Funt is a dead man? Is that what? The- Would you mind removing your can from my trash receptacle? Alan Funt is a dead man. Yeah. And uh, Alan Funt was the host of Camera, uh, not Camera, Camera Candid. Camera Candid. <laughs> Candid Camera. And uh, yeah, so Alan Funt no longer around. In fact, cam- Candid <laughs> or Camera Candid <laughs> or Candid Camera. Both of them are canceled, I believe. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> now we just have lots of jerks out there on the street doing it, like and posting it on Facebook. Like, mm-hmm. look at the funny prank I did on somebody. Yeah, you don't need Candid Camera. You uh, got phone camera. Yeah, everyone's... <laughs> You're every, on phone camera. Everyone's a comedian these days, let mm. me tell you. <laughs> the chipmunk's name's Candy. Mm. That's probably... Hey, speaking of Candid Camera, her name's Candy, candy Chipmunk. Candy Camera. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, uh, she's, uh, you know, typing. She's getting, like, really ups... You know, kind of going crazy in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Uh, waiting for this walnut diet soda can to come back into her life somehow. And um, she starts typing, like, on the typewriter, like, in The Shining. Mm-hmm. All, I think all cans and no play. All work and no play. Yeah. No cans. All make... work and no cans make candy yeah, adult, adult chipmunk. chipmunk. Right before Santa comes in, right? Yes, and then she's certain that that has to be <laughs> sa- slappy in costume somehow. Mm-hmm. something for you. Mmm, a present from Santa Slappy. Let me guess, could it be a can? Being the jolly representation of the holidays isn't what it used to be. That's probably the one shot I really like the most, Mm -hmm. is when she, Santa comes in, and then there's this just shot of just her eyeballs looking across. Yeah, it's almost a still. It's like a still image, but it's like painted, and it mm-hmm. looks really kind of creepy. That that was probably my favorite part of this cartoon. Actually, was just that. And uh, you know, there's this little part where like uh, you know, 
<laughs> Candy's going insane, like, I'm just give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. And then yeah. What about the plot, Hemingway? What's an anvil got to do with this story? Who cares? Anvils are funny. Kids, what the heck can you do? Ernest Hemingway, of course, is uh, an author, in case anybody didn't know about that. He wrote something, I'm sure. <laughs> he wrote many things, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, there was even a, a Tiny Toons guy, that the, the host, uh, Blink Winkleman, is on here. And uh, he kind of looks like a Pat Sajak-ish kind of guy uh the nuns from the yeah TV that's right there too or at least, yeah at least i know i recognized one of them yeah and, but there was there was a few backup nuns in that uh the big candy store so mm -hmm. i'm sure probably both of them were there i was very confused about on the game show there's a you see the what is it called like it's it's that there was a hangman's noose <laughs> and mm. stuff like that on the <laughs> for some reason they said welcome back to the big game show the, the new game show. Yeah. It's a new game show called, called the, the new, new game, game show. <laughs> but on the first shot of the new game show, right behind them, there's like a hangman's noose and like a gallows set up. I have no idea what's going to go on in this game show. It's only in one quick shot. So it might have been a deleted scene for some reason. Um, well. Candy's very concerned about what she's going to wear. So it and, uh, you know, trading everything in, going in for the curtain. Uh, which is like, let's make a deal, mm -hmm. which is still on. And I love that show. Oh, yeah. And there's one last thing when like she looks at each time. Of course, the can is continually showing up in creative ways <laughs> to drive the chipmunk crazy. It uh, you hear the <laughs> sound over and over again. I suppose that song, the cue is apparently called uh, you're a horses. <clears throat> and uh <laughs> It's. I remember hearing that in some Looney Tunes cartoons every now and then, and apparently it was in some uh, World War II cartoons called Private Snafu. I just went through all the references. Well, Animaniacs were in it too. That's true. They were in it um, for a quick moment where they just they saw the the Vanna Whiteish woman and said hello, nurse. Yeah. Just, now, just uh, a, okay. I want to talk about it for a second. Okay. Okay. Candy's voice. Yeah. Annoying. It, sometimes I liked it, and sometimes I was very annoyed by it. They digitally pitched it in yeah. such a way that I, it was grating to me at some times. Like, it sounded like um, wobbly or something. It's hard mm -hmm. to describe. But in that one scene where the Warner Brothers came out, it sounded to me like even Dot's voice was pitched up for some reason. Hmm. It. I'll put an audio clip right here. You, when you listen to that, it just sounds like, did they just pitch up Dot's voice? And why did they pitch up Dot's voice? Or, I don't know, just the, the verbally, this <laughs> verbally, the sound quality of this episode is just kind of weird to me. I did not like Candy's voice. But mm. uh, anyway, what did, what is stuck not what you didn't like? Well, it's what we did like. What yeah, did you like? I liked uh, Slap, or um, uh, what's, wait. Mm, Skippy? Skippy, thank you. <laughs> when Skippy's giving out squirrel uh, cookies. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> just, I like how she's like, oh, that's appropriate. What an appropriate thing to do to have people be more like me. Yes. I like and, when, Sk I like when uh, Skippy looks at the camera 
and then lifts his <laughs> and winks as if we didn't we know. Didn't know. Hey guys, it's just me. <laughs> uh, Kelly, what about you? I liked it when Candy sort of uh, turned into Rambo and had the <laughs> grenades, and she went crazy. Yeah, she did. It was very Rambo esque. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that was that was a cute part right there. Was it's the, like Gizmo and Gremlins too. <laughs> <laughs> spew. That's right. <laughs> it's the first time Skippy says spew. That's right. And he so. even said he, and then he says, says it, it again. twice. Yeah, and says, then yeah. says it again at the very end. Yeah. The, today's t- the secret word of today's episode is spew. Mm-hmm. Spew. And Skippy would get hit on the head three times. Yeah. <laughs> Uh well is you know what uh, any other things we want to say about this first uh this slappy cartoon or should we just move right on? <laughs> All right, well that's <laughs> Nathan's giving me this look of no, absolutely not. Oh, I'm offended by the thought of saying anything more about this. Okay, well let's move right on over to the next one, which is a Pinky and the Brain cartoon. Woohoo! This is Maurice Lamarche, the voice of the brain, and you are listening to the Animaniacast. The next cartoon we have is called Jockey for Position, and it is written by Peter Hastings and directed by Leonard Robinson and Dave Marshall. And Nathan, what happens in this uh, Pinky and the Brain short? So Pinky and the Brain are trying to take over the world. Their plan is to stop the Earth (laughs) from revolving so that everyone flies off of the planet. Uh, So I guess gravity would stop. Uh, whatever. And the problem is they need money before they can do it. So they enter the Kentucky Derby and the brain finds the fastest horse and he's going to be the lightest jockey. But Pinky picked another horse that ended up winning because it saved Pinky's life. And so brain did not get all the money and the back at square one, basically. Yeah. Well, basically, yeah. In this one, it's a uh, love, you know, mm-hmm. got in the way. Love conquers all. <laughs> <laughs> because the horse named Farfeg- Farfignugan, uh you know, falls in love with uh, with Pinky. Pinky, it was like love at first sight. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, interspecies dating. You're, you're, you remember that line in Muppets Take Manhattan? Nathan? Yeah, I've dated some rats before. If that's what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> so yes, interspecies dating is is going to happen in this, and uh, yeah. It's cute. What do you guys think about this one? I enjoyed it. It kind of reminded me of that Beetle Bomb. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Spike Jones. Yeah. And it's not Beetle Bomb. I know it sounds like it sounds Beetle like Bomb. It. It's Fetal Bomb. Oh, okay. But yes, uh, there's the Spike Jones uh, classic uh, audio. I'll put a little bit of it in right here by uh, Doodles Weaver hmm. and uh, Spike Jones. Now the horses are approaching the starting gate, and uh, there they go! And it's Stooge Hand going to the front. Cabbage is second on the rail. Beautiful Linda is third by a length. And uh, Beetle Bomb 
Around the first turn, Stoogeon is still in front. Cabbage is second by a head. Cabbage by a head! Hit a Belinda is third and a beetle bomb. Into the back stretch, Dog Biscuit is now leading the pack. Lady Evelyn is second, very close. Banana is coming up through the bunch. Banana coming up through the bunch! And beetle bomb. And uh, Doodles Weaver, by the way, is the uncle of Sigourney Weaver. There you go. Huh. Hollywood facts. Check out the facts. It's a Hollywood facts, <laughs> bro. Uh, so, the you know, anyway, that that's right there is kind of very similar. We have like a we have a Farfig Nugan in the in the in the in the in the, in the very the last, very last yeah last thing right there, so. and but and then everyone else has funny names kind of things and yeah, so it, it was very similar in that and way. Then, that. And then at the very end. Perfect Newton, Newton wins. Yeah, right, and that's yeah, and that's exactly what happens in in the fetal bomb one. Yeah, he right always there. wins, and yeah, yeah. There you go. So there you uh, go, Kelly. What about you? I thought it was a cute episode. I I didn't remember it at first, but then I I remembered Farfig Newton, and I, I I remember learning that jockeys didn't weren't supposed to weigh a whole lot to to be jockeys. <laughs> yes, because of this episode, I was like, oh, they that's. Why they're generally like just shorter and, and smaller in stature, and uh, so I, I learned something about horse racing from this episode. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they do mention uh, publishers' smearing house, I believe, is what they they say in this one mm. uh, mm-hmm. as the way to get the jockey from uh, Daddy's what what's it called? Daddy's little angel. That was the the horse that the they were fastest. Tra- horse. That was the fastest. You're he's also mean looking horse, and he's Daddy's little angel. And it's just <laughs> ironic. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he says this is Ed McMahon from Public Pub, Publishers Smearing House, and actually, Ed McMahon was not with Publishers Smearing House or or Clearing House. <laughs> Ed McMahon was part of the American Family Publishers, hmm. and I saw this in the reference guide, and I was like, I could have sworn he was from American, you know, Publishers. Clearing, clearing house. house, yeah, but yeah, I checked it out, and it's totally not. It was like I showed like an old clip of Ed McMahon and Dick Clark talking about, uh, you know, hey, it's the new sweepstakes, and fill this out, and you could be a ten million dollar winner, and look for the one with me on the, you know, on the envelope. So Ed McMahon was like the seal of approval for American family sh- family publishers huh. right there. Here's our latest $10 million winner, Andy Biggs. Congratulations. Are you glad you had it? You bet. It's unbelievable. Well, I'll tell you what. Watch your mail for the envelope with my picture. I'll announce the $10 million number before you know it. Don't miss out. Enter now. Oh, yeah. The Isle of Yap was one of the horses. And the Isle of Yap was in, I think it was one of the answers to the first Pinky and the Brain cartoon that we oh, saw in the jeopardy or in the uh, jeopardy i'm pretty darn sure that uh that it was you know it was one of the answers or something like that or a category i was thinking yeah. it was a category yeah yeah, yeah. did definitely recognize that from uh from jip parody and then one of them was called lego my ego or no not lego my ego it was called lego my ego east i think yeah <laughs> um and uh let's see da, 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 da. The brain says, like, at the end, in the words of Willie Shoemaker, nuts. And Willie Shoemaker was a, a famous sh- jockey. Oh, okay. Told- I thought it was going to be a shoemaker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, very, like, over my head. Like, I, I do not follow horse racing 
at all. Yeah, really. I saw the movie Sea Biscuit, and that's about I it. I saw Secretariat. There you go. You <laughs> so, guys, you guys know more about horse racing than I do, then, because I have not seen either one. Of just those. need to see like racing stripes, and then we'll have the whole. <laughs> Well, have you now, Nathan? Did you get without looking at any reference guide the whole Farfig Newton thing? No, I mean it sounded familiar, but I didn't know what it was from. And Kelly, do you remember Farfig from the nineties? What that was? I remember the name. I don't remember what it was. Well, it was the feeling. I believe it's it's defined as the feeling of driving a Volkswagen Bug or mm. just a Volkswagen in general. It starts the moment you start the car. An experience that's distinctly Volkswagen. The quick acceleration, the sense of control, the car's surprising responsiveness as if it were simply an extension of you. There is a word for this driving experience. Farfagnugan. Farfagnugan. It's what makes a car a Volkswagen. It's actually German for driving enjoyment. Driving enjoyment. So, so there we go. Literal translation. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. but it was cute. Uh, nice play on words because now they changed it into a, you know, like a fig Newton, mm-hmm. like the, the snack. So it's it's good. It's a it's a nice pun on two different levels right there. Well, uh, it, was, it was cute overall. Any other thoughts on this? Any other moments that we really liked about the... This? I like that. Pinky remembered what they would do tomorrow night. Pinky, would you please stop that? I'm trying to concentrate on tomorrow night. Mm, Why well, then? What are we going to do tomorrow night? Guess. Oh, yeah. Trying to take over the world. Right. Yeah, he had some good pondering moments, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, uh, uh, isn't Regis Philbin already married? Yeah, right? <laughs> Pinky was very funny in this one, I thought. So. Yes. Yeah, a lot, a lot funnier than I, I than I remember it actually. I don't really understand the the idea of throwing a magnet. The brain says at the beginning we're going to go, and I forget the name of it, but he he says I'm going to go to the North Pole, and then we're going to throw this device, and then it will hit the twine. And he it didn't make any sense to me. Uh, this, yeah, it was not a sound theory. At but all. in order to make in order to do this, we need to get the money and yada yada yada. Um, it, it kind of makes sense because isn't gravity dependent on the spinning of the earth? No, gravity is dependent on mass. So uh, the mass, oh, that's right. Because the mass of it, if you just become and, in and gravitational distance, pull. It's, it's, uh, so if the earth stops spinning. Inversely proportional to the distance between us. Oh, there we go. It's a product of our masses divided by distance squared. Oh, is, is energy in that at all? Or no, is that E equals or no? So, no, that's different. But so the the more the two masses are, uh-huh. and the closer they are together, then the stronger the gravity is. So, so as you get further from Earth, mm-hmm. there'll be less gravitational pull, and two giant masses will have okay. more gravity against each other. So if the Earth stopped spinning, we'd still be stuck on it. We'd just be on yes. a non-spinning, and part of the planet would get hot, and the other part yes. would get very cold. So... So I don't know what you're thinking, brain. Some genius you are. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Did not really work this time. Uh but uh Kelly, any any thoughts of this one? No, I I, I enjoyed it overall. I, I I thought Brain looked really cute in his little jockey uniform. <laughs> I think that's about it for all the different segments. I think we should get to our water tower rating. <laughs> 
right. Let's start with Kelly this time. Kelly, what do you think? How many out of five water towers, how many would you give episode 27? I, I'll go with three and a half. I, I liked it overall. Um, it just wasn't one of the, the standout episodes, but there wasn't really anything I, I disliked about it. It was, um, and I, I, I even like the slappy segment, which normally I, I do feel like they're very formulaic, which is, is fine. It's a great formula, but I thought this one was better than some of the others. Okay. Nathan, what about you? I'm going also three and a half. I thought it was uh, above average uh, episode. So there we go. Yeah. Guys, we're going to do it again. Triple agreement again. Woo! Solid. Triple three and a half. And then a half clap. I couldn't even hear that last I couldn't even hear clap. That's why I had to say clap. <laughs> Trust us, we were giving half claps right there at the end. So that's three and a half claps for triple agreement. Yeah, so it's a solid three and a half episode. You know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, not a bad episode or, or any case, you know, just, a, you know, it was good. Yeah. I, not necessarily on my gotta, you know, this would not be one of my ones that I show somebody like, oh, this is like You haven't primo. seen Animaniacs yet? Like, watch this. It's yeah. like, no, this is like, oh yeah, watch that. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah, oh yeah, check that out. <laughs> well, let's, now that we got that done, let's head on over to the poll results from last week. Hello there, this is your announcer again, coming to you live from the Water Tower Casino. That's right. I'm here and I am striking it rich. My luck has really changed and now I'm going to get all this money to help fix my house and go on a trip to Aruba. Ay ay ay. Well, here we go with last week's poll results. Listeners were asked, who is your favorite historical character in hashtag Animaniacs? Hashtag Animaniacast poll. Round two. 28% voted for Rasputin. 32% said it was Beethoven. But 40% said their favorite historical character in Animaniacs was Lincoln. So that's the winner of this round. And uh, speaking of rounds, I think I'll have another round and uh, play this game over here. This is the, uh, let's see, the Chance Cube game. Excuse me, sir. Who are you? I'm a toy daddy! Oh, a toy daddy, and you say? All right, put it all on blue. Yeah, just like you, my friend, right? Ha! Ah, well, anyway, well, let's go back to the studio with this week's poll question. All right, so those were our results. Ooh. And, uh, Nathan, what did you vote for? I voted for Rasputin. Rasputin, why? Because uh, he's hypnotically powerful or something. He was a fun <laughs> little villain for... This a, I just enjoyed that episode. All right. And Kelly, what about you? I also went with Rasputin because of my, my interest in, in Russian history. And since this series uh, was created before the movie Anastasia, it, it's, it's the first time I think anyone yeah. actually turned Rasputin into a cartoon. There you go. Yeah, maybe. I, I think that I think that's a valid, uh, you know, point. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's not a historical figure that screams, I must be animated. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, let's see. I'm going to go actually with Beethoven, just to be, not necessarily because I don't know if it's the best cartoon out of the three. I just really like the voice work hmm. of Beethoven. Kenneth Mars did the voice of Beethoven, 
And of course, he was in all those. Uh, he was in Young Frankenstein and The Producers, which are two Mel Brooks movies that I absolutely love. So based upon that and uh, just how he would say certain lines like, Beethoven and all that, uh, I just... Footsteps. <laughs> I really like those. So I'm going to go with Beethoven. So there we go. Well, we have a new poll question for this week. And Nathan, what is it? Okay, well... We're going to get to the bottom of this. Who's more insane? We've heard the theme song, the Pinky and the Brain. One is a genius, the other's insane. They both kind of seem insane. Who is more insane, Pinky or the Brain? Okay, so we have there a 50 50. Yep. Who is more insane, yeah. Pinky? Never or the tell brain? me the odds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there you go. So head on over to twitter.com slash animaniacast or simply search for hashtag. Animaniacast poll, and you should be able to find it pretty darn easily. We have right now some listener feedback, and Nathan's here. <laughs> feedback. Is, is that the song? Yeah. Oh, let's try it one more time. Nathan, go. <laughs> feedback. That's pretty. Oh, that's even more energy than the first time. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> well,. First of all, on Twitter, we had a really nice um, uh, comment from at soul underscore dwelling. And uh, soul dwelling said, shout out to the Animaniacast. This podcast so far is one of the best episode by episode retrospectives. So that was a nice comment right there. Uh, Let's see. I believe we also have a new iTunes review, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Nathan? That's true. It's it says review. This is by Jedi JD. Uh, amazing podcast! Exclamation point. There we go. Thank you, Jedi JD. Yep. And I like all Jedi's to out there to please go ahead and go head on over to iTunes and leave us a positive review. And if uh, if you do leave a positive review, we will read it on the show. That's right. So there you go. Uh, last <laughs> now last week, I uh, had a question for the audience, and I asked everybody. Uh, it was the potty emergency episode and wacko at one point looks around and he, he you know he's looking at people pouring lemonade mm-hmm. and you know drinking water out of the water fountain and so on and so forth and this music plays this musical cue starts playing and you know as we talked about usually the musical cues have something to do with the action of what you're seeing mm-hmm. if you happen to know the title of the song and I couldn't figure out what it was. And we had not one, not two, but three different listeners Woo. actually write in and identify that song. So first of all, I'm going to go over to the first person to email us. And that was Mr. Drew Ritgers. And Drew says, hi, the song in the park scene from Potty Emergency is called Drink to Me Only With Thine Eyes. It's a very old poem by Ben Johnson, who I believe is a contemporary of Shakespeare. The first two lines of the first two lines are Drink to me only with thine eyes, and I will pledge with mine. Hope that helps. My son Gavin and I listen to your podcast religiously, and by that I mean on the way to and from church every week. So that's all the best from Drew. So thank you very much, Drew. But that wasn't it. That wasn't all, I should say. Oh, okay. Because later on, uh, Sarah 
uh, emailed us and uh, not only t- you know gave us a Wikipedia entry <laughs> to that, <laughs> uh, but also links to uh, the an- another song which featured it, which was the classic. I think it was Mary Melodies. Uh, cartoon with the little baby owl that sings i love to sing mm-hmm. and uh his mom and in, in that cartoon he his parents don't like him to sing that kind of jazzy song they like him to sing drink to me with thine eyes And of course, Curtis Finley also emailed us. What? All these people. And he goes, hey, Joey, the song you were wondering about is Drink to Me Only With Thine Eyes, which totally relates to the scene. And you know what, Curtis? You're totally right. It totally does. So I know I was originally going to say like, oh, just the first person who gets to us will get a set of decals. But I'm feeling very generous and it is the holiday season. So I'm going to send over... To those three listeners, uh, some little Animaniacs decals on to you. sweet. That's nice. So there you go. Happy holidays, everybody. It's good that they all agreed on the... Yeah, they all agreed. That would be <laughs> funny more with like, well, this person says this and that person says that. But um, it was funny. I was talking to my wife like, do you know what song that is? Do you know what song that is? And she goes, well, did you try Shazamming it? And I'm like, well, no. <laughs> but I was like, I don't think that'll work. Would it? Would it? So it's hard to say. I don't know. I'll have to try Shazamming it later on. And just ask go. Siri. She has Shazam in her now. Oh, you can just say Siri. What song is this? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll have to ask Siri later on tonight and see if she knows. <laughs> and then I'll have to send Siri a decal too. Great. <laughs> okay, one more little bit of uh, feedback uh, from us. Uh, this comes from one of our listen- listeners, Danielle, and she is a teacher. And mm. she actually was asking us. If she could cite us in a, an example essay for her students, uh, and it was, I was like, "Well, sure." Uh, <laughs> you, you know how you're that you know you're trying to you know write an essay for the first time, yeah, and you know you see like, "Oh, here's the example essay of how to do it" and everything like that. Well, she was writing one up for her kids, and I thought it was really cute. So uh, this is this is what it says. First of all, this is by. Uh, her student in this case is named Ralph the Guard. Okay. And <laughs> the essay is entitled, The Best of the Best, 190 Show to Rule Them All. And it says, it's time for Animaniacs, Emra Zany to the max. So just sit back and relax. You'll laugh until you, till you collapse. We're Animaniacs. And then it cites Animaniacs. Once you hear this theme song on television, you'll know you're in for a wild and hilarious ride. Animaniacs was created in 1993 by Steven Spielberg, yada, yada, yada. And it just Yay! got. <laughs> and it goes through all the different stuff. And you might recognize Steven Spielberg from Yay! E.T., <laughs> the ter- extraterrestrial, Back to the Future, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. 
Steven Spielberg also uh, <laughs> he dove into the field of animation as well. He brought the best writers and the best voice talent, the best animators for Animaniacs together as these brilliant individuals created animation gold. And it starts talking about, you know, the different catchphrases that it has. And and then uh, Ralph the guard talks about how there's references to uh, television shows and movies and, hmm. and things like that. And in the last paragraph, uh, here's the uh, the conclusion. Animaniacs is a cultural icon. The catchphrases, catchphrases, characters, and animation are testament to which great cartoons should strive. The witty writing, superb voice acting, and collaborative animation from all over the world provided 90s kids with memories to last a lifetime. Interested? Netflix streams all 99 episodes. Not enough? Check out the podcast dedicated to the show called The Animaniacast which is filled with inside information on each and every episode of Animaniacs. No matter which way you like to learn about the show, Animaniacs has got you covered. Good night, everybody. And there we go. Thank you, Ralph. Yeah, thank you, Ralph slash Danielle. (laughs) I thought it was really kind of cute that, you know, she's helping promote the show right there. Uh, to (laughs) to all the kids are going to be... Those innocent children. (laughs) They don't know what they're getting into. Well, if any of those kids are listening, uh, hi, how's it going, guys? <laughs> uh, well, that was very nice and very flattering that Danielle just said to uh, to put us in there. So very awesome. Thanks, Danielle. Um, well, if you'd like to reach out to us and leave us some feedback, you can go to iTunes, like we mentioned before, or you can send us an email, which is animaniacast at retrozap.com. Well, let's go ahead and get over to other contact information as well. Nathan, let's start with you. How can people get in contact with you if they like to say hello? Well, I'm on Twitter, but I don't think I can get any more followers. I'm at 20, so I think I'm maxed out. Well, I, I don't know if Twitter can get any more than 20. I, I, I don't, don't know. know. I, um, let's find out, everybody. I guess I'm at, I'm at DjangoFT is where I'm at. Um, if you want to see what I say when I sleep, there's also an in sleep talks. You can see what the things that my wife finds that I... I, apparently, I say these when I sleep. So that, that is true, Kelly. You gotta find. You gotta follow. <laughs> that is that one more time. N N sleep talks. N sleep talks. Like for, N for Nathan. Yep. N sleep talks. It is a very funny Twitter account, and Nathan says very weird things. Yeah, <laughs> sleeping. I've, I've said some catchphrases on here, actually. Oh yeah. What like, did you say? Oh, um, I like turtles. I said that <laughs> again on that same night. I. I'll yeah. sleep saying that yeah. same catchphrase. Yeah, so. if you think my brother's uh, weird when he's awake, he's even weirder when he's asleep. <laughs> and that documents <laughs> it all. So there you go. Uh, and Kelly, what about you? I'm also on Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. Or you can email me, kelly at bigshinyrobot.com. Very cool. Uh, well, and of course, you can go ahead and get in contact with us on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, we're also over at retrozap.com slash animaniacast where you can see a whole listing of our previous shows. And if you go over to retrozap.com, which of course you should, you can see a bunch of other articles and a bunch of other podcasts as well. Uh, the Argcast, Beltway Banthas, Bruise and Blasters, The Deucecast, The Dunecast, The Sandcrawler, Skywalking Through Neverland, Starship, Sabres and Scoundrels, Talking Apes TV, Techno Retro Dads, The Trade Federation, and We Know Nothing. 
Oh yeah, and that we're on there too. So <laughs> if you are interested in those, which especially if you're interested in Star Wars, then head on over to RetroZap.com and you'll find a lot of cool podcasts to listen to. Well, with that, I think we're all done with this episode, and uh, we will be back next time for episode 28, which Ooh. is what, Nathan? Moby or not Moby? <laughs> Moby that... or not Moby? Oh, that's the question. Yes, that is the question. And for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying goodnight, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Oh, the do-dot-day.